0: with a worldwide vision for winning souls, making disciples, and planting churches. We're a Pentecostal church affiliated with the Christian Fellowship Ministries. We hope you enjoy today's sermon.
1: I'm glad you came to church tonight. Glory to God, it's good to be in a place where we enjoy the service rather than endure it. I've been in some of those where you had to endure the service, amen, and it was a a service that killed your joy. I want to minister tonight on the subject of joy. If you have your Bible from Psalms 126, the world is on a pathetic search tonight for true joy, so sad reading recently about a mother killed in a boxing match. Women do not belong in the ring. Mother of two children, 11 and 9 years of age, hit in the temple and instantly killed in a boxing ring, all for a thrill. People are looking for a thrill. Some of us here tonight, we snorted so much cocaine you could drive a freight train up our right nostril. The whole entertainment industry in America is a sign of the depletion of joy in our culture. We have to pay someone to tell us some jokes, a few stories to perform, to sing songs. Because tonight society is bored to death. I've been in Arizona now a few days, and you folks are just about as bored as they are in Utah. You know, about the most exciting thing to do in Ogden, what else are you going to do but go to church? You know, the most exciting thing to do is to go downtown and watch Russ collect on hubcaps. The effects of entertainment are extremely temporary. That's the reason why it says of Moses, choosing rather to suffer the affliction with the people of God than enjoy the passing pleasures of sin. Notice the word passing pleasures. These pleasures are simply temporary. We get high, you have to always come down. Sad to say, in the religious world, if we run out of money, the joy trickles away. Someone asked me not long ago, do you remember the depression? I said, which one? It seems like I've seen several of those depression. How many here ever lack 35 cents having a quarter? Money comes and money goes. Our joy and happiness tonight doesn't depend upon the weather vane. If you don't like the weather in Utah, hang around for 30 minutes. It'll change. Martin Luther said these words, the devil is a chronic grumbler. And the Christian ought to be a living doxology. The other sure sign tonight of the depletion of joy in our culture is chemical dependency. Dependency. You want to make a million dollars tonight in America? Get into the pill business. In this culture, we take pills to get up in the morning. We take pills to go to bed at night. Well, I've come to offer you some gospel pills. Why settle for 80 proof in the bottle when you can have 100 proof in the Holy Ghost? We don't need some artificial chemical. Some of us were so desperate before we got saved, we would have shot up mayonnaise. Paul said, don't be drunk with wine in excess. Don't be drunk with that. How many know that alcohol is a counterfeit Holy Ghost? What people are really looking for... Is there looking for the euphoria? And how many know tonight it's so therapeutic? Five minutes in the presence of the Holy Ghost will do more for us than 50 programs. I pray every one of us leave this service under the influence tonight. If a highway patrolman would pull you over, you'd have to fill out the ticket in tongues. I'm sick and tired of dead, dry, boring church services. God took me out of the mausoleum called religion. He put something under my fifth rib. The world didn't give it to me and the world can't take it away. Joy unspeakable and full of glory. Love, joy, and peace shed abroad in our hearts tonight by the Holy Ghost. And the real earmark tonight of revival is joy. Alcohol is still the number one drug problem in America. And like all chemicals, it's a temporary fix. Alcohol is responsible for 50% of all automobile fatalities in this nation. 80% of all domestic violence is because of alcohol. 30% of all suicides, 60% of all child abuse. And the only thing that they can offer you tonight is that you have a sickness. I've got a bad temper because I'm Irish. No, you're mean. That's your problem. I, I have a lust problem because my culture is very romantic. No, you're a pervert. You just... I wanted the red bicycle, and my mother bought me the blue bicycle, and I've had a complex ever since. My mama stumped my head on the floor when I was three months old, and I've had a problem. It's the Vietnam syndrome. It's bad karma. Hello. It's in my genes. We know that. Keep them zipped. This is one of my favorite passages in the entire Word of God, Psalms 126, verse number 1, when the Lord brought back the captivity of Zion, we were like those who dreamed, listen, that our mouth was filled with laughter, our tongue was singing. Then they said among the nations, the Lord has done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for us, and we are glad. Verse number four, bring back our captivity, O Lord, as the streams in the south. Those who sow in tears shall reap in joy. He who continually goes forth weeping, bearing seed for sowing, shall doubtless come again with rejoicing, bringing his sheaves with him. Let's pray. Father, thank you for the anointing. Thank you for the tangible presence of God tonight. God, I'm asking that you would move once again in this service. We have no confidence in ourselves. We desperately need the Holy Ghost tonight. You said where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. I pray tonight you would liberate this service. I bind the devil. I take dominion by your blood. And pray tonight that you would set the captives free. Open prison doors to them that are bound in Jesus' powerful name. And all of God's people said, David said in Psalms 42, you're the Savior of my countenance. Some of us tonight, we don't need a faith lift, we need a facelift. He said, God, you're the Savior of my countenance. Or in other words, David said, my face needed to get saved. I told my church recently, if you don't really have it at the moment, fake it. Because we're such poor advertising for Christianity. We're telling people, you need what I have. I've heard them testify in service. Amen. People need what I have and they look so sad. I thought to myself, I pray to God that it's not contagious. Because whatever you have, I had before I got saved. You talk about depression. You talk about the effect of sin, down in the basement, digging holes, singing a tear in my beer, miserable with life, God save me and fill me with the Holy Ghost. I'll never forget the night. It was so dramatic. I walked into a little Pentecostal church. There was a Choctaw preacher. He was preaching under the anointing of God. He knew me. He said, he's not going to get away. He preached on the Holy Ghost. And when he gave the altar call, he left the altar, ran down to where I was, climbed over six people, laid his hands on me so hard. I knew he was a man of God. I saw stars. He hit me so hard. When he stepped back into the aisle, God filled me with the Holy Ghost. I began to speak with other tongues. I got in my car that night, forty five minutes later, the church was empty. The only ones left was the janitor and me. I'm down at the altar. I can't get enough. I've always been selfish when it comes to the blessing of God. I've had evangelists pray for for me so many times during the week. I had their handprint on my forehead. I got saved every service for the first ninety days. I wore out the saints of the most high. I mean, people would lean over and say, who's going to pray for him this time? I mean, they're laying hands on me. I bind you, cast you out, rebuke you. I didn't know whether to bind up, come out, or loose. Pastor said, if you want something from God, get down here. And I almost knock over three rows of chairs trying to get to the front. You can tell by looking at me, I've always liked a double portion. Tongues didn't scare me. I didn't care if the initial evidence of the baptism of the Holy Ghost was that your head opened up and your brain shook. It made no difference to me. I wanted God. I wanted everything He had for me. And they told me that the baptism of the Holy Ghost, uh, amen, was more of Jesus. And I said, if it's more of what I just received, then that's exactly what I want. Shoot me up, Holy Ghost. You look at most of the church world and they look so sad. You look at Christians in America, they're so miserable. They look like they lost their last friend. We need some enthusiasm again. Don't call it maturity. Maturity, that's not maturity, that's embalming fluid. Well, I finally grew up, I finally am matured, you know. We need that same zeal tonight in our life. Some of you tonight, you gave your joy away. Jesus said that your joy might be full. Nehemiah said these words, that the joy of the Lord is our strength. Today, the big excuse for almost everything is sickness. Today, the alcoholic, the thief, the child molester, the rapist, the murderer is sick. If alcohol is a disease, it's the only disease that's contracted by an act of the will. If alcohol is a sickness, it's the only disease that requires a license for distribution. If alcohol is a disease, it's the only disease that's bottled and sold. It's the only disease that requires outlets for its sale, that produces revenue for the government. If alcohol is a disease, it's the only disease that promotes crime. It's the only disease that's spread by advertising, which brings death on the highway. Listen, without a bacterial or viral cause for which there is no corrective medicine. If alcohol is a sickness, it's the only disease that bars this patient from heaven. No drunkard shall inherit the kingdom of God. That's right. I'm coming after tonight. I'm coming after every addict in this place tonight. Listen, I've got a better way tonight. You don't have to put on a straight jacket. You don't have to dry out and go through DTs. Uh, amen. You don't have to go through the 12-step recovery program. The Bible said if any man be in Christ, uh, he's a new The old things pass away, and behold, all things become brand new. In whom the Son sets free is free indeed. I was once a drunk. When I came out, I was changed by the power of God. I was sobered instantaneously. Come home that night, my dad, who was a hardcore whiskey drinker, on the back steps pouring out a big bottle of Jack Daniels, instantly delivered Instantly delivered. I saw him sober up. Instantly delivered from nicotine. Had a dream one night. Didn't hear it from a preacher. God spoke to him and said, if you're going to be my witness, you can't blow smoke in people's faces. Took two cartons of cigarettes and gave them to my uncle so he could die of cancer. Oh, what a generation. People with religious persuasion, but they don't have the real thing. God put something in me, it's real. You talk about eternal high. You talk about getting loaded. What a better place than to get loaded in the house of God. Stir up the gift of God that's within you tonight. Amen. We need to stir it up in this place tonight. We need to allow God to come back again, move in our hearts again, revive the old waste places. Today everyone's You know, what would Jesus do? Well, what would Jesus do? He wouldn't wear one of those on his arm. That's what he'd do. (laughs) Most people think that Jesus is Mr. Rogers with a beard. He wasn't a killjoy. Today you have the Christian head shop. You don't really have it until you have a wooden cross and a cross earring and praise the Lord headband and scriptural underwear and a fish ashtray. Alcohol isn't a sickness, it's not a disease, it's sin. And joy is an authentic Christian sign of those who are on the way to salvation. Joy is a characteristic of Christian pilgrimage. Joy is the second in Paul's list of the fruits of the Spirit in Galatians chapter 5, verse number 22. It's the first of Jesus' signs in the gospel of John, turning water into wine, that which is colorless in our lives, that which is bland without life. I want to tell you, God can bring color into your life tonight. God can bring real joy into your life in serving God. If I could not enjoy this, I wouldn't do it. I understand Christian duty. I understand Christian obligation. But I really get sick and tired of just simply going through the motions of religion. Yes, I believe we have a Christian duty tonight. Most of the churches like that. What are you doing, brother? Dying daily. I'm dying right now. Can't you tell I'm tribulating? Tribulation is not here and I'm tribulating already. So negative, they discourage the devil. The wrong question to ask some folks is, how are you doing? Do you have two and a half hours for me to tell you about it? I've got a headache. I know it's a tumor. I've got a wheeze. I know it's pneumonia. Some of you have never been to Hong Kong, but you've got the Hong Kong flu. (laughs) Had a little girl sick last week. Went to the hospital, and the doctor looked at her once. Never even checked her blood and said she had the West Nile disease. I said, the devil, I was out of town. I told that couple, the devil's a liar and so is his boyfriend. I said, the devil's a liar. They'll talk you into it. I said, wait till they get the results. I don't believe she has it. Sure enough, the results came back. She didn't have West Nile disease. She just had a virus. I knew a man that had a toothache. They said he had a brain tumor. All they had to do is pull out the wisdom tooth and the brain tumor left. Oh, Americans are happy people, aren't they? Pastor, I'd, I'd have joy too, but you just don't know what I've gone through. And there are people sitting all around you that have gone through a lot more than you have. But they still have learned to shout it out. They've learned how to praise God regardless. Because joy has nothing to do with being happy. And we're some of the worst, aren't we? I'll, I'll confess, I've been guilty. Everybody happy here tonight? No, not really, but I've got some joy. All hell's breaking loose. Has nothing to do with being happy. Happy comes from the English word happenstance. Depends on circumstances in life. But I've got something down on the inside of me. It's like an artesian well. Jesus said, out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. Speaking of the Holy Ghost... When your back is up against the wall and you still got a smile on your face and they're wondering what you're on, they begin to check your breath and veins and found out that you got it free of charge. Love, joy, and peace, and the Holy Ghost. Joy is not a requirement of the Christian discipleship, it's a consequence. The real earmark of Holy Ghost revival. You can find it in the book of Acts chapter 8, verse 8. When Philip went down and preached in Samaria, many signs and wonders were done by his hand. Those that were sick of the palsy were healed. Listen, Acts chapter 8, verse 8. And there was great joy in the city. Proverbs says, A merry heart doeth good like a medicine. Dr. Lovelace said, These words some people bring happiness wherever they go. Others bring happiness when they go. John 15:11 These things I have spoken to you that my joy may remain in you that your joy may be full. Psalm 16:11 You will show me the path of life And in your presence is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. Joy is a product of abundance. It's the overflow of vitality. It is exuberance. It's the life of God flowing through us because our lives are centered upon God. It's the natural outflow tonight of obedience. Joy and obedience tonight are connected When I did a good job of repenting, God did a wonderful job of saving. And the joy began to flow. There's nothing like obeying God. People tell me I can't serve God. It's it's not that you can't. It's that you won't serve God. My wife makes me drink. And then I've met some of these women. I said, pour me one. I'm going to keep my joy. I'm going to keep my joy in spite of you. I told my wife, as long as I'm right with God, right with my pastor, and right with you, everyone else is going to have to get a life. I'm going to protect my joy. You always have those people around that want to kill your joy. They intentionally do it. I learned a long time ago, there are people that just don't want to hurt me. They want to take me out of the ministry. It's not that they don't, they don't want me just a backslide. They want to take me completely out of the ministry. I want to tell you tonight, I'm going to keep my joy. I'm going to keep on shouting the victory. I'm going to keep on serving God. There's something down on the inside of me tonight. It's explosive. It's like TNT. God didn't put funeral music in my heart. He put something down on the... It's called revival in my soul. Joy. So afraid that somebody might get too happy in church. Hallelujah. We think think many times, we think it's just simply a principle. It's always a principle. Thank God for standards. Thank God for standards that keep us on track. But it wasn't the standards that brought revival. Don't you get it? You know, you have to have life flowing before you can bring standards. You can, you can strap on a bridle on a horse if he's dead. You can beat him. You can, you can tie on a silver saddle. He, he can look like he's ready for a parade route. He ain't going to ride if he's dead. You can pull out a whip and beat him until he's still bleeding. I'm fellowship, man. You're hyper is what your problem is. You don't even know what it was. You wouldn't know fellowship. It bit you on the butt. We didn't come up with 7 o'clock morning prayer meeting the first week of revival. That came afterwards to help propagate the revival. you got to have life first. Some of you tonight, you're here tonight, you're trying to pioneer. Let me tell you something about pioneering. Preach happy juice. Slap a Band-Aid on them. Pump them full of happy juice. Send them out the door and tell them you can make it for God. If I can make it for God, you can make it for God.
2: Hey, what's up, podcast listeners? Pastor Adam, back with you again. Just wanted to give you this report that uh, you have been doing a great job of sharing the news of this podcast and continuing to download uh, episodes on a daily basis. The show has been growing by leaps and bounds. There's more of you listening now than at any other time in the podcast history. So we just want to say thank you once again for tuning in and listening to these anointed sermons. We just want to ask you one thing real quick. If you could do us a favor and leave us a review, especially those of you on Apple devices, iTunes, Apple podcasts, wherever you're listening, Uh, we need some five star reviews. And also uh, if you could leave a few notes in there about what you like best about this podcast would really, really help us. I'm sure that, you know, somebody who could use a daily podcast to get them through the day. Please make sure you share it with them. And, uh, also, Uh, We are trying to get our hands on sermons from all across our fellowship. If you've got some good ones to share with us, we'd encourage you to please contact us using the links in the show notes. We'd love to feature your sermons from your church as well. Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoy the rest of this sermon.
1: I had a woman come to me after the first night I got saved. She said, we all used to be like you. Bless her heart, she looked like she went down, amen, and put some white flour on her face before she came. She looked like the night of the living dead. She said, But you'll cool off one of these days. And I said, God, I'm never going to cool off like that. Some of us were a lot more exciting before we got saved. That doesn't move hearts. All you have is a list of do's and don'ts and principles. They want to see somebody changed. Feels good in here tonight. How many glad you came to revival tonight? My mother said, do you always have to look like you're mad when you preach? I said, chill, mom. Here's the story of David. Years of guerrilla warfare against the Philistines, having to live with Mr. Moody, manic-depressant King Saul. Well, you don't know how it is under the circumstances. What are you doing under there? You know, i got women in my church that have unsaved husbands. And they make some of the best men. That they're, they're some of the best men that I have. If I could launch women, I would have launched a dozen churches already. They don't cry. Husband took their keys away from them the other day. One of the ladies, she just walked to church. And if I were told her it was going to be easy, I would have lost her. She would have known that I was lying. I had a guy called my wife one night and said, I'm going to kill your husband. I know where he's at. Oh, joy. I want to go to heaven, but I'm in no hurry. I'm rooting for the rapture. How about you? You should have seen this rascal, about six foot six, weighed about 250 pounds. She'd come to church with those kids walking in a snowstorm, coming to the house of God, because he wouldn't let her drive the vehicle. She went like that for a couple of years. And I'm at a wedding in Prescott, Arizona, and lo and behold, that rascal was sitting on the front row with both of his hands lifted up. He's praising God through the worship service. He turned around and saw me standing in the back of the church. He took off running down the aisle. He's coming at me, and I was hoping he was fully delivered. But I was looking for something I could hit him with when he got back there because i I didn't care if it was a microphone stand or what it was, but I was going to hit him when he got back there. Let her wait made no difference to me. I'm looking around trying to find something to hit him with, and he come r- grab me around the waist. I'm, my legs are dangling. He, sa- he said, do you remember me? I said, I, how could I forget? If you'll set me down so I can breathe, we can talk. He said, I'm 48 hours old. And I thought about that little lady coming to the house of God with all of her troubles, living with a demon, a husband that grew horns overnight. And she or she is praising God, and her kids ended up being preachers. Thank God tonight, because joy has nothing to do with outward circumstances. Joy is something that comes from within. It's rejoicing regardless in spite of tonight. Here's David living with the pain and guilt of murder, adultery, chased from the throne by his own son, forced into exile. But at the end of it all, 2 Samuel 22, he says these words in a song. It begins with gratitude. God is the bedrock under my feet, the castle in which I live, my rescuing night. Live, God, blessing from my rock. I'm ablaze with your light. I vault the high fences. Here in our text, they're coming out of Babylonian captivity. Israel has experienced the worst, rape in the street, cannibalism in the kitchen, 600 miles forced marched across the desert, taunted by their captives. Sing us one of those Zion songs. Sing us one of those Jesus songs. The Bible says in our text here, Bring back our captivity, O Lord, as the streams in the south. Those who sow in tears shall reap in joy. He who continually goes forth weeping, bearing seed for sowing, shall doubtless come again with rejoicing, bringing his sheaves with me. When the Lord brought back the captivity of Zion, we are like those who dreamed. that our mouth was filled with laughter, and our tongue was singing. Then they said among the nations, the Lord has done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for us, and we are glad. Thank God for joy. They said in our text, it seemed like a dream, too good to be true, when God returned to Israel's exiles. Each act of God was an impossible miracle. It seemed like a dream too good to be true. In other words, we nurture those memories of laughter and those shouts of joy. And I tell you that one of the keys to keeping your joy is to remember what God has done for you. We're suffering from amnesia in the church. We have spiritual Alzheimer's tonight. We've forgotten what God has done. How many can still remember what he has done? One writer said, the religion that makes a man look sick certainly won't cure the world. Helen Keller said, resolve to keep happy, and your joy shall form an invincible host against difficulty. James Berry said, God has given us memories that we might have roses in December. We need to fill our minds tonight with the stories of God's act. His acts, the joy, has a history. This joy that I'm talking about is verified. It's a repeated experience of those involved in what God is doing. How many can still remember, amen, what God has done? Amen, you could put down a ledger tonight. Amen, you can put all your troubles on that ledger. Amen, I don't want to tell you that the blessings are going to outweigh all the troubles that you have in your life. Thank God tonight, even if things are not going well for you tonight, at least you're not in hell. God is good. Can you say amen? I said God is good all the time. He's always been good. When I get to Molly Grubbin, anybody here ever complain? Anybody ever talk to yourself? You know it's all right to talk to yourself just as long as you don't answer yourself. Things are not always going to work out the way we thought they would work out. Are you with me? You ever had the devil blindside you with an assault? What are we going to do? Quit? Throw on the towel? This is not the time to backslide. God, fill me with the memories of the past, what you have done. Help me to remember what you have done. Listen to me. Some of you are sitting in this place tonight. A year ago, you thought you weren't going to survive. You've been sitting in this service, and I've been watching you all night long, and you've been breathing the whole service. The only time you have problems with breathing is when you think about it. As soon as I said that, some of you are going, (laughs) It's like faith. The only time we have trouble with faith is when we think about it. You're a survivor. I said, you're a survivor. And you will survive again. You're not going to go under. You're going to go over. Can you say amen tonight? And I don't care if all hell is, I've come tonight to bring the good news. You're going to come out of this thing, and you're going to come through this test. Not one hair of your head is going to be singed. There's not even going to be the smell of smoke in your life. You're gonna come through smelling like a rose tonight. You're gonna to survive. We need to remember what God has done. You see, joy has a history. And lastly, joy has a future. Joyful anticipation. Look at our text here again Psalms 126, verses 4 through 6. Bring back our captivity, O Lord, as the streams in the south. Those who sow in tears shall reap in joy. He who continually goes forth weeping, bearing seed for sowing, shall doubtless come again with rejoicing, bringing his sheaves with him. Joy is nurtured by anticipation. Did you come tonight expecting good things to happen in this meeting? Joy is a result of living in the midst of God's great work. The Bible said those who went off with heavy hearts, oh, I love this translation, will come home laughing with arm loads of blessing. Listen to the messenger Bible. So those who planted their crops in despair will shout hoorah at the harvest. So those who went off with heavy hearts will come home laughing with arm loads of blessing. Joy is what God gives, not what we work up. Joy is not dependent on our escaping hardship. It's not the avoidance of pain. Romans chapter 5, we continue to shout our praise even when we're hemmed in. With troubles, because we know how troubles can develop passionate patience in us, and how that patience, in turn, forges the tempered steel of virtue, keeping us alert for whatever God will do next. I get up every morning, think, I wonder what God's going to do today. Anticipation and expectation are part of faith. I remember coming back from Hong Kong. When I came back from Hong Kong several years ago, my wife was desperately sick. The doctor looked at her blood. He said, Your blood is filled with living bacteria. He said, If I gave you the right medication to deal with this, it may damage vital organs in your body. I said, Now I know how to pray. Her throat would close shut. She'd break out in these large bumps on her arm. Her face would swell. Her eyes would swell shut. And you know how we are. So many times it's easy to pray for somebody else than it is to pray for your own family. She'd say, Pray for me, and I'd lean over at night, you know, and put my hand on her. In the name of Jesus. It was awesome. I woke up one night, 3 o'clock in the morning, it was early morning, staying at my parents' house. We just came back. Couldn't find her, and she's in the bathroom. Found her in the bathroom, stooped over the sink. Her breathing passage is closed. And I got mad at the devil. I said, God didn't bring us 6,000 miles from the foreign field for her to die. She's the greatest asset of my ministry. And you're not going to take her. Are you with me? You know, I, we, we think it's our preaching, singing, dancing. I, you know, I was going to break dance tonight, but I forgot my helmet. To, it's, at the, it's at the room. I'll bring it tomorrow night. I was going to sing a special, but I want to keep the crowd. I got mad at the devil. When I got mad, it was like the Holy Ghost said on the inside of me, it's about time. And I reached up and grabbed her around the throat. I always wanted to do that. I said, you're going to come out tonight, right now. This spirit of infirmity is going to go right now. And her passage, the the throat opened. The swelling went down. She went back. We had revival at 3 o'clock in the morning in the bathroom. Woke up mom and dad. They're running in there wondering what in the world is going on. We're screaming, shouting, having a Holy Holy Ghost breakdown. She goes to bed the next morning, wakes up. All the bumps are gone. The swelling's gone. Went back to the doctor. He looked under the microscope. He said, there's no living bacteria in here now. You know why? Because we didn't need some antiseptic. Amen. It was more than bacteria. It was a spirit. I said, we're going to stand our ground and go for God. And she hasn't had any trouble with it since. That's the kind of God I serve. you hear here tonight. You're depressed. Your joy has withered tonight. It's time for you to get a fresh infilling tonight of joy before you leave this service tonight. How many want the real thing? I'm not talking about hyping ourselves, talking mind over matter. Oh, thank God this morning I didn't have to put a sticker on the mirror and say don't get drunk today. I've got something in here, a joy that's eternal. That's going to take me all the way to the finish line. I intend to finish this race, and I intend to finish it with joy. Here's Paul in prison, locked away in prison for preaching the gospel, and he's still got the joy. Silas, let's sing a song. Silas leaned over and said, this is not a singing convention. We're in jail, man. He said, let's start singing, and they started singing the hymns of the church, and God joined in on the bass and shook the jail cell open. And they walked out free in the middle of the jail. Now me and you, we'd be in there crying and moaning. I'm doing everything right. Paying my tithe. I tithe too, man. Twenty-three dollars and twenty-two cents, man. It's right there on Don't you hate it when people do that? Won't you drop in twenty four dollars, you tight wad? Twenty three dollars and sixty two cents. I'm a tither. Whoopee. You just, pay, you just broke even. You just paid the tax. Really paid a price, man. Came to church in the rain. I was so, I'm so sweet, I stepped out and I melted. Manila, they walked two or three miles. In Manila, Philippines, walking to church during monsoon season. Hallelujah. With no complaint. i many glad for Jesus tonight. Let me tell you, you think you have it hard? Let me take you to some of these countries. We'll see how hard it is. You think it's bad if Safeway burns down. You just move over to Smith's. How am going to keep your joy tonight in the face of opposition. Don't let anybody rob you of your joy. Older saints have a tendency, don't they? I'm going to gut it out, man. I'm gutting it out. I'm... Duty, it's duty, you know. My God, if I couldn't enjoy this, I wouldn't even be doing it. Are you with me? I want us to bow our heads together tonight. Our heads are bowed, eyes are closed.
0: We thank you again for listening. Do you want to receive updates from our church in your inbox? Make sure to sign up